Consensus 1234 invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Leno and Woodley. Good morning, everybody. It's me again. Ed's in the sidecar. Morning. And two rounds of fake applause, if you could, Mr. Bear, for Lano and Woodley. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome aboard. You guys are you guys are practically like I was going to say Nazis there, <laughs> Nazis. Which, as a reference to him being in the sidecar. That's all. Not in reference to any of your evil machinations. Oh no, there will. Could be you some... explain? Um, well, in all what the sidecar. Well, in all the World War II Two movies, yes. the Nazis. Is that right? Yeah, they, they were always. They always had the motorbike with the sidecar. That was their advantage. I'd love to say that you've kicked off the show on a really nice <laughs> note, Frank. <laughs> sorry, you've mentioned Nazis you within the first twenty seconds, which there will, will be sorry. some pretty uncompromising <laughs> material coming up later. I was watching a current affair one one night and and there was a a woman who helped people get their babies to sleep you know people couldn't couldn't get their kids to sleep and the woman came on and said oh we call her she's fantastic we call her the sleep nazi (laughs) because she really gets things done and i thought no no you don't call someone the sleep nazi because they really get things done (laughs) impossibly because they're ruthless and you know, uncompromising, but not because they really get things done. No. That seemed wrong to me. Get you to sleep in a vaguely disturbing and racist kind of way. (laughs) Yeah. It's like when when you say he's he's committed like Adolf Hitler was, you know. (laughs) Yeah, you don't go there. You don't go there. Don't go there, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Don't go there. Although we just have, but you don't. (laughs) That's a lesson to you. He really put in that Hitler. He really put in that Hitler. Once he got something on his mind, he just went forward and he's an inspiration to us all. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong. No. Wrong. Is this why Lena and Woodley is breaking up? Yes, because Frank says inappropriate things. Um, and then we just do Nazi jokes for an hour. I don't know. Uh, look, Frank and I have been together for 20 years. Yes. And, uh, and I caught Cole playing straight man to another comedian. Is that right? my heart. I opened that door, walked in, and there he was delivering setups to Merrick. <laughs> and how did that go? <laughs> well, it was they were getting laughs. It was I, uh, lots it was, of mentions of man boobs, and then someone yeah. got hit by a plank. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Exactly. So I'm I'm working with Merrick, and uh, Frank slept with my wife. So oh, it's yeah. all it's all. It was a good a night. <laughs> <laughs> and did you do you find is that people don't believe that you're really breaking up? They think it's just some mm. John Farnham. There's a lot of John Farnham. It's yeah. it's kind of like John Farnham has become this national. Well, joke. In a way, it seems that every radio station we go on, within the first 10 minutes, John Farnham is mentioned. And then we do a joke about that in the show, like people in the audience yeah. go, are you really breaking up? And Frank yeah. goes, oh, well, next year we're doing a tour with John Farnham. And that brings the house down. <laughs> it's just... Standing that, ovation, <laughs> the funniest thing they've ever heard. It's kind of weird. No, it is. No, people, some people do... Because we kind of break up in every show we do. Right, yes, that's but right. But this time it's for real. And But is it uh, at all injury-related? Because, Frank, weren't you on crutches <laughs> at last year's Comedy Festival? I was. I um, I, I had a, uh, what do you call that thing where your knees rooted? <laughs> um, that's an accident. That's the word I'm Hitler's after. knee, I think it's called. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I twisted my knee and I was on crutches. And the weird thing was that we, for, for about... 24 hours, we thought that we might have to cancel that season because, right. uh, you know, I wasn't going to be... But then we ended up kind of working in a few crutch-based innuendo jokes and uh, <laughs> a few giraffe impressions and stuff like that. And then it was funnier than the show without the and crutches. So did so, you have to keep the crutches for well, well, when weeks I got, after? When I, you know, became good, I noticed that when I was going downstairs, Cole would kind of be, you know, sneaking up behind me and considering <laughs> pushing me down the stairs because... 
<laughs> you wanted to get, yeah, but no, it's not injury related. Right. It's just the fact that we've been doing it for 20 years. And some, you know? and I've got the, and I have to say, the Lane on Woodley DVD, it's because after the show was frankly rooted by the ABC, it's good to see that it's been preserved properly. On DVD now. Yes. And I still put that on. And some of those stunts, what, there's the one where you were on the front of the car trying to risk the baby off the yeah, back yeah. of the truck. And it's, it yeah. doesn't look like digital effects have been used to remove any wires. <laughs> yeah, no. Was that really, was that those legal? Were, those were in the days when people just didn't ask as many questions, I think. There right. Was just, he, he had a little, out of the little uh, bit just where the squirters are for your windscreen, he had a little bit of rope, basically, <laughs> around one ankle that held him onto the car. Yeah, so I was I was safely attached by a little bit of rope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it was it was unlikely. A little bit of break. twine. Yeah. It was, yeah. but it he he did do some pretty amazing things. But you know, in those days, in those days, back in the old days, <laughs> back in the twentieth century, <laughs> back last century, yes. Well, you used to do things because, um, well, basically, when you fell over on stage, you kind of bounced. Right. You know, whereas now you kind of go, oh, oh, you know, it, it just kind of... <laughs> or even, even to the I like it down here. Yeah. I, might, I might stay for some time. Can I sleep on stage? <laughs> <laughs> but do you think what would uh, perhaps happen is maybe the group breaks up and you wait 30 or 40 years and yeah. then we yeah. see Lane and Woodley round about yeah. age 75, 80 yeah. Yeah. back together. Just no, slapping each other lightly with <laughs> copies of wafers. the Adelaide Advertiser. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> and Cole is emaciated. You know how some people, when they get very old, they get really skinny and I've just packed on the pounds. You know, they have to roll me out. Well, on that beautiful image, let's go to some music. We'll be back with more on Get This. Triple M.
thank you very much, Barry the Monkey, for busting out the romantics here again <laughs> this on Triple M. Lano and Woodley are with us this morning on their goodbye tour, going to 37 cities and towns around Australia. It's yep. Pretty much like what's the most obscure place you'll be attending? Um, oh, gee. Um, I don't know. Uh, we did perform in uh, Wyala. You right, know, yeah. that, that's... Uh, Wyala, Port Lincoln, uh, Port Pirie, that kind of stuff. Well, could be coming to your town. Do you find, is there a, a point uh, where you just discover, you look at what you're doing on your act and you just go, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> Do you ever find that happening? I had one of these, this is what happened to me yesterday. We did a segment on the show, Ed, with uh, people had to call in with their chat lines, you know, with their, what do they call pick it? Up, uh, pick, pick up, up lines. lines. Oh, yeah. People had to call in with those. Yeah, it's great. And so you, uh, you're growing older now because it's your chat lines. It's chat it's lines. not just a pick up line. Yes. What, what are we going to talk about there, yeah, lovely lady? I'll be talking about <laughs> Bristol's in a moment for no reason. <laughs> But after the show, I have this, uh, one of my very many uh, odd medical problems. Remember, we'll be getting to all of them over the mm. course of the show, <laughs> is acid reflux. This is when acid oh, is in nasty. your stomach and it comes and it basically uh, comes up your throat and tries to kill you. It's yeah. when your own body turns wow. on you. Stay down oh, there, really? God's so, take acid. In that's the right. It's like the, the alien's blood, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've got to be having this Gaviscon. Do you know Gaviscon? Yeah. Gaviscon! Oh, Gaviscon! <laughs> You've just got to sing Galveston. Yeah. Was that the ad where the guy would draw on his stomach? You'd actually <laughs> draw on time. text, yeah. text on his stomach? That. Yeah. That wouldn't have helped, I don't no. think. No, <laughs> that would cause more <laughs> reflux. So I've got to have this Gaviscon after every meal. So I've gone to lunch yesterday, and then I've got back to the car, and I'm in an undercover car park, and I've got the Gaviscon yep. in the glove box of the car. Yep. So I'm sitting there sculling Gaviscon in my car quietly to myself, and suddenly there's a knock on the side window of the car. And there's a guy standing there with very few of his own teeth. Yeah. <laughs> attempting to smile at me, yeah. and he just goes, Mate, I've got one for you. <laughs> and, of course, he's obviously referring to the segment about the pickup lines, but I didn't put that together at the time. And he's just grabbed his nuts, oh. and he's gone, how do you like your eggs? <laughs> and your mind just exploded at that point. Because what has happened? And then, to make it even more bizarre, I've looked up, and there's a woman sitting in her car oh. facing me, watching all this, yes. and she's staring at me, and I've looked up at the rear vision mirror, and I've got a little pink Gaviscon moustache. <laughs> so I'm sitting there with a pink moustache while a guy's grabbing his nuts going, how do you like your eggs? Hey, uh, but isn't that just a moment where you go, what has happened to my life? Didn't I have a normal job Funny at up. some point? Well, actually, I, a friend of mine, I was out with a friend of mine last night, and she said that uh, she'd heard the show, and she forgotten, didn't call in, but she was at a bar last weekend, and this guy walked up to her and said, you've got really nice hair, and she said, thank you so much. And then she looked down and realised that he was grabbing his own nuts, and then he right. goes... It really turns me on. It turns me on right now. And then just stood there rubbing himself until a bouncer kicked him out. <laughs> Change of sort of... Were you guys as disturbed as I was by the fact that Ed was acting that out? <laughs> yes, sorry. I, w I was really impressed by oh the fact God. that you... you in I didn't even notice. You, you looked in into my eyes when you said it turns me on right now. Uh, I didn't mind it when you did actions for the Gaviscon moustache. I didn't mind that, but when he actually grabbed his... I didn't notice. ...his beaten two veg, I was kind of going, yeah, I don't know whether you have to go that far, Ed, but... But like hey. you say, out there in the young people's world with the chat lines, mm -hmm. are they... Is there a lot of nut-grabbing going on? Does that do it for you? Yeah. If someone came up to you in a nightclub and went, how do you like your ears? <laughs> and just went to grab, would that work? Have you, do you know Kel, you know Kel Wilson, the, yeah, the comedian? The, yes. She said that somebody came up to her once and said, um, oh, what, something like 80 kilo... Uh, penguin 
And she went, what? And he goes, just trying to break the ice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not bad. That's worth a round. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> back to Frank Woodley. Uh, we've got so much rubbish to talk about on this show. Um, <laughs> do you remember the $6 million man? That's the one. <laughs> Apparently it's coming. It's finally happening. I knew we'd live to see it in our lifetime. Bionic arm, bionic eye, bionic ear, bionic legs. It's all coming. Oh, it's happening. It's, it's happening. really going to be happening. There, there. So, so when they actually engage in activity, do they have to do it in slow motion? <laughs> <laughs> all that stuff. It will slow you down. It's not going to be worth it unless you get the sound. <laughs> sure, but you can get the sound of the eye just by crossing the traffic lights. You know, when you cross the traffic lights and you hear that. Jeez. I always feel like I'm using the bionic... Bi- and yet bionic that's, you, that's for blind people's benefit, so that's just rubbing it in, really, isn't it? It is. <laughs> True. That's the council taking the piss. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's $6 billion, is it? It's not, it's not $6 million, it's actually $6 billion, it says right. there in the article right. that he actually has got in front of him because as six, he's grabbing his nuts. Because we remember <laughs> the $6 million man when it was on, but it just doesn't sound that impressive. It's like saying the, the $400 man. <laughs> Can I just try something? You've got that sound effect again? million dollar chat line. <laughs> Whatever that might be. We'll be back with more rubbish in just a moment. I'll get this. Oh yes, that'd be James Blunt. Wise men. Blunt man. Here the Bluntster. Get this. Old Triple M, Lano and Woodley are with us. The Bluntstone. Hanging on for as we just rummage through the newspapers looking for appropriate stories to talk about. Did you see James Blunt on Denton on Monday night? What happened? Did he uh, have the hand on the knee, <laughs> zoom in the camera, tell us about your dad, get him to cry? Well, I didn't know that he actually fought in... Uh, in a, a, Kosovo or something like Yeah, Kosovo for oh, like really? six months. Yeah, it, right. was, it was full on. He was like 22 oh. and... And the commander of, you know, troops and... And he was, his you troops know, were noise works. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hear. Uh, I don't know, but they made a lot of noise, I think. But there well, was apparently th- that song of his, I See No um, Evil? Courage Here, or something like that. This, right. One of his songs is all about that. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I have or got heroism no, or something. I've got nothing interesting to say at all. It was just funny how he was... He's, he's now singing kind of love songs. Yes. And, and he, you know, was a commander. He was like a leader of troops and... The the Russians were holding the airport in. Uh, oh, I'm getting getting into so much trouble. But he, they were holding the airport in this city, and then they were on the same side. And then his his commander said, "You must take over the airport and use force against right. you know people that were apparently on wow. their side anyway." So it was all. And now don't, don't talk- tell them. <laughs> don't tell them you're going to use. Yeah, that's horrible. And so now he's talking to Jabber on Channel V. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I, I know it's a funny old world. <laughs> and he had a Gaviscon moustache when he was doing yes. it. Did you notice that? Gaviscon, old Gaviscon. You just cannot resist singing that. What about Elton John? Was he ever in the war? Was he ever? Uh, uh, in he was in the wars, but um, <laughs> when it came to Madonna, but um, he he didn't. Uh, I don't think he's ever fought in a war. No, in a series of outrageous costumes. <laughs> yeah, but listen to what he's doing. He's, what is he doing? He's planning a. Uh, a stage version of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, fine yeah, so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. Fine like, so been far. done before, though. Does he know that? In, <laughs> yeah, but then this is the twist. But the Romeo and Juliet and the entire cast will be portrayed by animated gnomes. Good. Ah. <laughs> animated gnomes. Gnomes. The, the bear is loving the dramatic sting. Yeah. On, on stage? 
Yeah, that... animated gnomes on stage, but animatronic like gnomes. Puppets? Oh no, it's sort of robotic gnomes. Gnomeo and Juliet. That's what he, it's not a joke. Really? That's what he's oh, calling it. See, I would be so annoyed. I, I hope this doesn't <laughs> offend people of a lesser heightage. But I would be so annoyed if I was a dwarf and one of the only jobs I could ever get was as a as a gnome and then they give it to a bunch of robots. <laughs> Wouldn't that just really annoy you? Because there's quite a few dwarf actors out there. That's right. You and you're being displaced by but robot why the gnomes? gnomes. Why the gnomes? Wouldn't you just... Well, I mean, I find it in, in Kyabla. What the hell is yeah. going on? Maybe it's Andrew Lloyd Webber. He likes a bit of Nomeo, Nomeo, where for art thou, Nomeo? I'm up be. here on the toadstool. <laughs> Is that the territory they're working That's with? where they're going with it, yeah. But they're robot Who's gnomes. Who's Elton playing? He's just off stage, just conducting he's the gnomes. Operating, he's operating the, 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 an, the animated little gnomes. He's pulling the gnomic strings. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that's coming. That's, that's coming. No, that's very. That's that's something to look forward to. Do you think those stories are true, though, or is that just like a case of severe Chinese whispers? It's in a nice yeah. font. It is Chinese a, it is whispers. <laughs> yeah, racist. I'm not. You're what? not allowed to say Chinese whispers anymore, aren't you? You have what? to say whispers of a non-determinant uh. race. <laughs> <laughs> by the time you've said it, the moment's passed. <laughs> what about here's some more robot work? Uh, in ten years, it will be possible to have sex with a robot. I don't yeah. think we have to wait for 10 yeah, years. Yeah, why? <laughs> why wait? Yeah, exactly. Why not just pop down to Elton John's latest <laughs> stage show and get busy? But no. I mean, I've actually had sex with a remote control car once. <laughs> what? How did that go for you, Frank? <laughs> it was good. And I worked it was, I didn't, nobody got hurt. You know what I mean? It's okay. <laughs> this is why they're breaking up. The I, have, I, have, space. I have been looking at Frank over the last couple of days going, why didn't I do this earlier? Yes. <laughs> Because I think it must have been very hard for Cole because you know how like if you're walking your dog and it's and it starts humping another dog's face or something, <laughs> yeah, right? Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you feel like that reflects on you yeah. somehow. It's yeah. just your dog down there, but you are mortified because you feel somehow it's, it's re- you doing it. Right, so you're, you're worried about how its performance is going yeah. and whether that reflects and, on you. Yeah, do you know, <laughs> and, and that must have been what it's like for Cole uh, over all these years, I reckon. Yeah, well, I... I Frank and his dog, I saw the two of them down at the park the other day and um, I thought the little fellow was a bit sick because after he did a mm. poo, he wiped his bottom on the grass mm. and the dog just sat there watching. <laughs> hey! Hey! <laughs> Bang! <laughs> but a boom, but a bangay. The gold is Let's flying. Let's anti-comedy. <laughs> but li- I'm not going to go into the ugly details of how you can have sex with a robot, except that there is a name... For this new genre of electronics. Oh, yeah. And th- I'm not making this up. This is in the age today. Nomeo sex. Teledildonics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. You can get into the field of go down to your TAFE and ask, I want to sign up to learn about <laughs> teledildonics. Well, really, I, I don't mean to be, you know, split hairs here, but isn't having, like, is, you know, a vibrator... That's, that's already a robot. That's a form it? of teledildonics already. Isn't it? it is basically a robot, but it's just. You can get actually get tele. There you go. <laughs> you can get, you can get <laughs> telescopic teledildonics. Yeah. But they're anyway. Okay. That's a, a more advanced kind of. Um, I'm getting vibrator. psychic feelings that we should change the subject. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the world's fastest Indian. Have you guys seen it? <laughs> 
Uh, I haven't seen it. No, no sir. Uh, every review I read, I haven't seen it, but every review says, oh, brilliant New Zealand accent no. from Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. No. And because you're from New Zealand, what do you what do you think? Well, I haven't seen it. The one I, I always judge it by that, uh, I don't know if people remember, Don't Tell Her It's Me with Steve Goodenberg. <laughs> that is, that's, oh, shown famous. On, that's shown on New Zealand TV every Christmas just so the whole nation can laugh. Right. But, uh, so you've seen it, Ed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it at the, uh, the world's largest non-IMAX movie screen. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how they promote it? Yes. Molly Meldrum's house. <laughs> and the accents? Dodgy. Dodgy. Yeah. Well, let's have a listen to how the accents should really sound. He only ever wanted one thing, to be the fastest. And there's only one place in the world where you can prove it. Indianapolis, USA. G'day. I'm from New Zealand. Is this Indianapolis? One man against the odds. Who the hell are you? My name's Tim from Invercargill, and I've driven this Indian motorcycle at a terrific lick from the back paddock to the big Griffin's Biscuits billboard in just 56 clicks, and after several thrills and spills, I'm fresh off the ship and committed to ripping the Indianapolis statistics to bits with my grip, spirit, skull, and most significantly, my vehicular quickness. You're going to break the world land speed record on that? It's a govern. The odds were against him. What? What's this you're using to attach the sidecar? It's a kitchen hinge. And why a sidecar for a land speed record attempt? That's for my consistently unflappable sidekick, Phil. Hello, Tom. Hello, Phil. He's the one beneath my wings. Two men against the odds. I'm unwilling to puss on your procession, Tom, but every inhabitant of Invercargill is convinced you'll be culled if your Indian motorcycle outdistance is 56 clicks. Is this your opinion, Phil? My position's contradictory. I think you can win. And one bug. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Tom. You're a brick of considerable distinction. But the odds were against them. Do you know how fast you were going back there? 56 clucks. Now stick that in your bivouac pig. What? You heard him, Lickspittle. And after significant tinkering, this Indian's going lickety-split into Indianapolis quickness history. Suck on that, duck licker. Let her rip, Tom. Consider it rip, Phil. Against all odds, would they be able to beat the odds? We've outstripped 56 clicks, Tim. I've never witnessed such blistering rapidity. Pretty magnificent for two hicks from the sticks, eh? Those Umbacargo simpletons and their unthinking misgivings will be drinking their cynicism for dinner. It's uncontestable, Tim. This definitely is the district's swiftest Indian. The district's swiftest Indian with Tim and Phil, impendingly imminent at village cinemas. But isn't a trick, Flux? That's the choice. Get this. I say get over it. For census, one, two, three, four on Triple M. It's get this. That's what it is on Triple M. We'll be back in just a moment with Lano and Woodley to talk about ugly breakups. Noise works as predicted here at Get This on <laughs> Triple M around the nation. Lane and Woodley are with us this morning on their goodbye tour. It really, it's not a wind up. They really are mm. packing it in mm. and coming to your town. And you should go and see them because yep. if you haven't seen them on stage before, it's amazing. And this is your last chance. Mm-hmm. But what's next? They're good. I've, I, I mean, I see all the jokes. <laughs> I see all the jokes coming. <laughs> it's a bit predictable. Like, I'm on stage just going, oh, yeah, whatever. But, but you, you are know. keen. You are keen, though. You've been to every show. I've been to every show, <laughs> and I love them dearly. I'm a bit of a, you know, I'm a bit of a fanatical fan. But um, is, is there one moment that you just look forward to and start giggling on stage because you can see it coming? Uh, no, but it is, it's still fun. And I think that's why we want to stop while it's fun. You right. know what I mean? We don't, well, you don't want to get to the stage where you're turning up and going, oh, my God, 
I don't want to share a dressing room with Frank anymore. You know, because some comedy duos yes. do do that. They kind mm. of, they turn up and the first thing they actually say to the other person is once the show starts instead mm. of the kind of mucking around beforehand. So we want to stop while it's good. You know, uh, Hale and Pace, do you think, do they speak to each other, do you think? Uh, I don't know, I hope so. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I certainly hope so. I mean, Simon and Garfunkel, do they still speak? Apparently <laughs> you know? not. They just, they'll be live on, they have separate stages on concerts. <laughs> separate stages. <laughs> separate <laughs> venues, separate cities. <laughs> because it is interesting how over the years, um, you know, now me and Cole, when we, uh, when we do tour places, we do have, you know, separate uh, little hotel rooms if we're in a, but when we first started, I mean, it was top and tail, you know, so... <laughs> top and tail, and then uh, same bicycle. room, <laughs> same room, and then uh, two-bedroom apartment, and then two different apartments, and now it's separate hotels, <laughs> yeah. even, and separate flights, because that would be tragic if we both, you know. So, uh, it's... It's 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 all it's all over. We might reveal now that they're in separate cities for this. <laughs> yeah. for this interview. You say it's all over, but what next? I mean, you're both very musical, and I'm thinking, you know, what about some composing work for the cinema? Have you heard about <laughs> Snakes on a Plane? No, I haven't. But Snake, tell me, this is it's all over the internet, and I, I think our nerds are probably sick of this. Snakes on a plane. There's a film coming out called Snakes on a Plane with Samuel L. Jackson. And what happened was they just they just announced that it was coming out. Nobody thought it was going to be any good. They just put it at the bottom of the release schedules, and people have gotten behind it. Yeah, there is snakes on a plane mania. I want to see it already. <laughs> definitely, snakes yeah. on a plane. It's Samuel L. Jackson. He's on a plane, and the snakes, and it's called Snakes on a Plane. And they tried to change the name. They were going to call it just um, Death Flight ninety seven or something nah. like that. And people just got on the internet. Yeah. Nah, you've got to call it Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> and then they started this website. This is the truth. They started this website where people could write their own lines of dialogue <laughs> that they thought would appear oh. in the film. And some of the lines have been so popular and have already become catchphrases before the films come out, they've gone back for five days of reshoots. Oh, fantastic. And they've got Samuel L. Jackson oh. to do all the dialogue. And the most popular line is, yeah. I've got to get these mother-effing snakes off this mother-effing plane <laughs> now. <laughs> that was a line someone oh, came up with. Genius. And that's going to be in the film. Snakes on a plane. Any release date there, Tone? When are we when are we looking at it? It's coming out. I, I think, and people are starting to worry that it's Pete. That snakes on a plane. Mm, no, 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 no. is Pete. I think someone. I think uh, Nathan Phillips from Australia might be in it. Oh. You know, you know what I think would be a good line for that film. I might email <laughs> it in. Um, excuse me, sir. Would you mind putting your tray table up and? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the end of the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen? Did any, I don't know if you guys saw the films from Tropfest. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah. Just, even yeah, did, the, yeah. the Age actually put out the little DVD yep. of the, and there is one film in that that is so funny, which is it's like it's just a documentary where a guy goes to um, a guy oh, who yeah. keeps snakes his house, and he's got all these. You know how they keep them in um, kind of fish tank sort of things. <laughs> yeah, and he just. He's going, look, ah, don't worry about it, mate. It's perfectly safe. This one can kill you in 15 seconds if it even licks you. But um, <laughs> get this. And he's lifting them out of the out of the tank. And you hear the guy who's behind the camera, and it's so authentic, and it is so funny. He just goes, um, um, oh, um, don't, don't bring it over. <laughs> Every time a snake... That is an actual line that Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> will be doing in Snakes and Plane. But listen to this. Mm. You can send in your song for the soundtrack. Oh, oh. getting back to the song thing ah, you said composing. That's right. This the... is me attempting to hold the program. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're doing well.
But snakes, snakes, snakes on a plane. Snakes, snakes, snakes on a plane. There's stacks of snakes. Stacks of snakes on this plane. Why would you get on it? Because Samuel L. Jackson's there and he'll be fine. But that's the kind... They'll accept anything. They're not just looking for, you know, Bon Jovi. Okay. Members of the public, send in your snakes on a plane theme song to enter. Visit www.tagworld.com forward slash Snakes on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa, but there's snakes everywhere. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I you. like the pause before the applause. Yeah. <laughs> will will this crowd applaud? Yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> That's just working in the haunted studio, I'm afraid. I think it's time to climb Talkback Mountain. <laughs> and... We want people to call up with their own breakup stories, and you guys are suggesting this might be ugly and it yeah. could lead I, to Rick, legal action. I don't want tears. I, the, and tears on the radio is not entertainment, <laughs> no. uh, Tony. Well, I'm and, not sure. Well, possibly it is compelling listening, but it just could be. Because, yeah. really, most breakups for people, we're breaking up because we've, we've had a, this great career and we... You know, it's a very positive thing, actually. Mm. But um, probably, don't you think if we call for breakups, people are going to call up and about how their hearts were broken and mm. they, and it's been horrible. I think we'll look for more light-hearted breaking uh, yes. stories. I okay. mean, you've, you've talked about pickup lines. What about just your, your drop lines? Yeah, that's you a know good that might be nice. Yes, yeah, yeah really evil. Have you had one of cutting. those, Ed? I'm looking at somebody who's <laughs> no. You're dropped. Like that was so so <laughs> succinct so in final. high school. Yeah, like or. You're dropped, or whether you actually found out through somebody else that you were dropped. Yeah, that was the ultimate kind of insult, where you, the person wouldn't even say it to your face. And I, I know. mean, I mean, that of course didn't happen to me. <laughs> um, but I heard of it to, happening to other people. I know someone that was dropped on a uh, email. That happened. No, recently. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's cowardly. That's yeah. cowardly. Common but yes. cowardly. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, Lee, call up with your uh, drop lines, your drop stories. <laughs> Wacky breakup. But if you want to throw Wacky in. Wacky breakups. <laughs> <laughs> How would that go? Uh, but Crazy suicides. <laughs> but in order to lighten the atmosphere, if you want to throw in a few lyrics of your theme song for Snakes oh, on a Plane. That'd be good. That'd that be great. Just, that might just take the curse off it. Like so it feels out. If you can follow that. If you think there might be a segment in any of that, <laughs> give us a call here at Talkback Mountain one triple three five three. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. Good Charlotte here at Triple M. It's get this, and we've just had someone run in and hand us a what would have been called a telex in the old days oh, to say that apparently Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes have had their baby. <laughs> and it's already been spirited away. And it's already, <laughs> and it's called. Banana. It's <laughs> called Moonbeam. I'm not sure. Starship. That's probably right. I reckon that'll be the name. Colin Lane is Scientology. With us. Frank Woodley was <laughs> with us at one point. Uh, Frank's gone to put money in the meter. And I notice it says here, Katie Holmes in the New Weekly, I want my old body back. No, the Scientologists will be hanging on to that. <laughs> I'm afraid you'll never see it again. Uh, we're climbing Talkback Mountain. <laughs> and we're looking... Frank has gone down to put money in the meter, Cole. <laughs> yes. That's right. Wandering casually back in. It's called Suri. Does that the baby girl, anyway. Oh, really? Is yeah, that, apparently. Is that a human name? Uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's Indonesian for uh, snakes on a plane. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, steady. No, bear. On? Naughty bear. <laughs> Naughty bear. I didn't mind it. I'll take whatever I can get, even if it's recorded. Occasionally, bear crosses what we call the Murray-Tragoning line. He does. <laughs> does Frank pop down 
trying to put money in the meter when you're doing a show on stage? On your- uh, sometimes, yeah, because he's more concerned about the fine rather than... <laughs> you know, what's great about touring is the fact that you get to Adelaide and Adelaide people, if you're listening, lovely and love your work. The parking fines over there, we got a parking fine and it was $15. I love that. That's fantastic. We got a parking fine in Launceston and it was $10. Wow. It's just, we got a parking fine in Wyala and they gave us $20. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. See, where was the canned laughter then? <laughs> we, you know? we have got tragic cases on the line waiting oh, through oh all no. this rubbish to talk to us about their breakups. Uh, Paul, are you on the line? Yeah, sure am. Uh, like Lano and Woodley, you've, you've broken up. What happened? I've uh, been a lady for a couple of years, yep. got married and uh, got in the hospital. She went on holiday sent me a text message to say, I'm going back with my ex-husband, hope we can still be friends. Oh. Mm. It's just a kid's round of applause. <laughs> and what did you, did you, well, how did you respond? Uh, do, the, do the letters F.O. mean anything to you? Yeah. Yes. And did yes, you, I hope yeah. you didn't, um, did you prescriptively text her back with the letters, you know, F.O. F-O? And it came I did. out. Right. You did. I did. Yeah, did it, it might have come out of something else. Do, do the letters, you know, PZ mean anything to you? And she went, well, no, they don't, actually. And uh, have you got a theme for Snakes on a Plane for us, Paul? Uh, no, not really. Oh, Maybe on. you could go with something like, I wish my wife was, my ex-wife was on a snake. <laughs> on a snake? <laughs> on a plane <laughs> full of snakes. I wish, my ex, wish my ex-wife's head would just collapse. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, Paul. My head would collapse. It would just deflate. (laughs) Tragedy with fantastic theme music. That's what we're promising on Get This this morning. Jenna, are you there? Yes. Jenna, you've got a sad story for us? Oh, it's sad for him, not for me. Oh. Oh. Are you skiting? Sorry? (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) I was in a relationship with a guy for maybe two weeks. He went... um, Behind the behind the bar in a club in Sorrento, and um, I was down there dancing away. I must have been probably been a little bit naughty with some other guys. Mm, and, probably. Uh, he decided to crack the shit, and in the middle of the club, and then after the club, in in front of everybody, threw himself on the ground and telling me he loves me, and I just walked away. Just he's an absolute nutcase. <laughs> wow. <laughs> after two weeks throwing yourself on the ground and telling me that you love me, it's not on. <laughs> but I don't know, there's something about, like I've only known you for about two minutes and already I'm feeling a deep attachment to you. <laughs> so I think it's your charisma. It's not that he's a nutbag. Oh, I think I'm just a male. I'm just not into commitment. And what was it you said you were oh. doing with other people in the nightclub? Oh, probably just being a bit naughty. Being a bit naughty. Yeah, right. Have you got a theme for snakes on a plane, Jenna? <laughs> oh, no. Nah. Oh, come on. That's um, disappointing. Snakes on a plane. The guy from Serrano's to blame. <laughs> the snakes on the plane. They're being a bit naughty. <laughs> Have we got Cameron on the line? Are you there, Cameron? Uh, Jade? Is it Jade? Jade, yeah. Hi, Jade. Oh, Jade, yes. We didn't like Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> His story was too disturbing for public consumption. What have you got for us? Um, well, I was going out with a guy for uh, almost six years, and um, uh, we sort of decided that we had to break up, mm. and and I thought he would move out, but he didn't. But he wouldn't talk to me either. Oh, bear. Sorry about that. That, that was a naughty bear. That was that was very naughty. So hang on. He didn't move out. But he wouldn't talk to me either. So for another three months, we lived in total silence in my house. I actually eventually got onto the rental and tenancy board and they said, we normally act on behalf of tenants, but geez, this is a weird case. <laughs> Write to us and see what we can do. 
And what Eventually, happened? one day he just disappeared, and I have no idea where and why or anything. Very strange. Oh. Sounds like you bought a hitman to me. <laughs> one day he just disappeared. <laughs> and what sort I didn't of know the, the tenants' union did that kind of stuff. But, um, and what kind of attempts did you make to get him to speak? Yeah, nice. Oh, spoke to him. <laughs> and he didn't respond at all. Not at all. Just a haughty look on the face? Just walked straight past me in the hallway. Oh. Nothing. Came over all a bit monastic. That can, <laughs> that can happen. Wow. And, and where is? And you have no idea where he is now? Uh, oh, in another city now. Right. I eventually did find out. Maybe he suffered from snake bite at a high <laughs> altitude. Maybe that's what happened. Have you got a theme song for us, Jay? Oh, look. Um, Dave's on a plane. <laughs> Not that I'm saying he's a snake or anything. No. There you go. That's the snake on the plane. And he can't respond because he refuses to speak. (laughs) You'd like Samuel L. Jackson to say, get this M... Oh, how do you say? MF. Mother effing, I think. Get this mother effing snake out of my life and out of my house now. (laughs) This has been... Thank you to everyone who took part in possibly the most ill-conceived segment (laughs) ever heard on radio. But we were just throwing it together on the run. That's how the show works. Lane and Woodley, do you want to stick around for one final break with us? Yes, uh, please. Okay. And then you can just break up on air. All right, and never talk to each other. <laughs> Get this. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm as happy as I've ever been. For Census 1234 on Triple M. There will be no further mention of snakes on a plane. Here it Get This. Yes, sorry, that'd be split ins. Uh, I got you here, Triple M. Get This. Mm-hmm. Winding up, Lane and Woodley have very kindly sat in for the entire hour. The goodbye tour is probably coming to your town if it hasn't been there already, and it is seriously your last chance to see them. It's not a joke. It's, it's for not real. a joke. It's oh, not a joke. Although if Tom Jones gives us a call and he wants to do a special event with us, <laughs> we will consider that. Because um, actually we're very similar to Tom Jones in a way because uh, often uh, audience members do throw their underpants uh, onto us, although they're male wire fronts and they're soiled. So maybe it's a different message they're trying to give us. I'm not sure. When they're throwing soiled underpants, that's when it's time to just give it away, I reckon. That's been the catalyst, yes. Uh, we haven't got to all the big stories. Um, what did I have? Child trapped in one of those, you know those... We couldn't get to all the big stories because we had to talk about Nomeo and Julia. <laughs> and snakes on a plane. And, uh, hey, what does a snake do when it feels like having a lie down? Never thought about that? Sorry, no. push on. That's the whole of yesterday's show. <laughs> Weren't you listening? That's all we talked about. Do you know those machines at the uh, fun park where you have to operate a little crane and, and pull out a toy? <laughs> yes. A child climbed up the hatch into there and the fire department were called to try and get him and he wouldn't come out. I'm very happy in here, said the child. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't even get him with the crane. It's crane. Of course they not. Can't. They, yeah. they nearly rescued a digital watch. <laughs> quite, quite honestly, have you ever known anyone ever to pick up an item with Never. one of those things? My, my, my friend Michael in high school yeah? had like a 100% ratio. You're joking He was a genius. Me. Really? He was the Zen master. He was of, a genius. What was his technique? Well, uh, oh, That's a great skill to have. He's going to be angry. But uh, yeah, right. Well, basically he said what you do. It's, yeah. it's all about where you aim the back claw. The back he claw. Or I was always going with the front two claws. <laughs> he said if you can get the back claw to kind of hook into the neck of the bear... Or whatever it is. Yes. Yeah. Hook into the it's neck <laughs> of the bear. I was always <laughs> hook into the ears of the bear. Then it's yours every time, wow, Frank. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I've never known anyone ever. He's a genius. Wow. I've just nudged lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly it's nudging. Mm, I have you? been known to touch a bear, but just, and that's it. <laughs> 
Uh, have you noticed how the bear who panels our show is just looking really nervous? There's <laughs> been touching of bears. There's been attacking him with a claw. <laughs> He's feeling edgy. Any final message I've before? Got, I've got nothing to say. Bears, <laughs> I've touched a bear. Snakes on a plane. Tell a dick. Dick, oh, not Dicktronics. Oh, whatever. Come and see Lennon Woodley in Goodbye. It's your last chance. Come and see us. Go on. Come and see us. And Adelaide, Melbourne. No, we've been to Adelaide. Sydney. Come and see us in Sydney at the Enmore and it'd Brisbane be, as well at the Powerhouse. It'd be great to, have, uh, great to have some bums on seats. In fact, it'd be good to have the entire people. I'd, I'd find it disconcerting performing to a sea of bums, but I'm a professional. I'd push on. Bums on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. On that, that, on that note. <laughs> Thank God you're here is on Channel 10 tonight. Is that right, Ed? Yeah, Frank's on. And Frank Woodley is on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Colin Lane <laughs> sulking in the corner. Sulking in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming in, guys. It's been a treat. And Thank you, Tony. If Thanks, you ever Ed. do Thanks, get back guys. together, Farnham style, we'd like you to announce it on the program. We will be. You will be the first to know. <laughs> and thanks to everyone who called in with a tragic song, <laughs> livened by zany theme music about snakes. And I think the word of the day was Telly Dildonics. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back tomorrow with Angus Sampson. And it's all thanks to snakes. No, it's all thanks to Census One Two Three Four. Do